hello, this is Mina Fisher from the Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure Podcast. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome back. This is episode 102 of the Lost Woman's Podcast. So happy you're here. Thanks to our patrons uh, who went over to patreon.com slash professional casual. Top tier. We've got our king ding doppeldongers, Robin Bestian. Cider drinker. We've got our cake sitters, cider drinker. Tony Hot Hands, Bicon, Leroy, and cider drinker. Mm. We, mm. we love them. And we all do. the other patrons. Yeah. And those that are going to be patrons soon. Yeah. It could be you. Could you be the next great PCN patron? Ooh. Ooh. You could be a boat. You know how much always we always wanted those. Patreon of one of those? <laughs> a boat Flawless. made of patrons. Flawless. Ah. That sounds messed up. That sounds like something belongs in Warhammer. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. But thank you so much to them. Thank you to you if you're considering it. And if you, you do it, take the plunge. Join us on the dark side. It's nice. We've got a good discord. Yeah, for, real. for real. You get episodes a week Plunge early, you get our video, a whole bunch of other stuff, and yeah. it helps us out considerably. Yes. We appreciate you supporting this small business because we are a small business. Mm -hmm. So, thank you. We've made negative money for the last two years. The IRS is actually going to get really mad if we do that for one more. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Help us out. <laughs> then it's considered a hobby. Ugh. Yeah. It's costing money. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <It's> no <clears throat> hobby. What is this, capitalism? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real circus. <laughs> the real circus. The real was circus. Us all along. Is the friends you made along the way. Yay. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, you can always call or text the network number at 603-803-3235. Text it. Thank you. Send us something. Call us. Do it during the most inopportune times so that it like startles Tim or he's like, who's calling me? And then it's yeah, 3 a.m. is prime time for that. Big Apple. Do Actually, it. get a hold of JB and ask for his feet pics so you can yes. send it to Tim's phone. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you do send us a text and it's a message that you want read on one of the shows, please uh, identify who you are as well. We sometimes yes. get yeah. them and I don't know who writes them mm -hmm. or uh, who is that funny or who's making that great joke. Right. And I, we don't know who to credit it to. So I just credit to JB. Oh, I was going to say, it's always Ben. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What did I do? It's always Ben G. Everything. Fun. You do everything, I'm, Ben. I, don't, don't put this on me. I yeah. didn't do it. I didn't do nothing. This is your fault. You did this. You made this happen. This is your yeah. fault. <laughs> How dare you? And don't forget, so it you, goes. Can, you can send us thing, things 
mm-hmm. thing, one thing, or multiple things mm-hmm. in the old snail mail at PFXG West Oneyash, New York, 13861. Uh, completely unrelated to this show, but mm. related to one of the characters or uh, actors or players in the show. Okay. Uh, we did get something to the P.O. Box today. Okay. For Mammoth. Oh. That I'm going to be sending to Ben uh, tomorrow. Huzzah. Ooh, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm really that, that could That could mean almost anything. <laughs> it really could. Just Whoa. throwing axes. Just so many axes. So many axes. Violence is implied. <laughs> it's a chicken. Oh, that's exciting. Probably like a rose to throw on his grave. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it two rubber chickens attached by strings? So he's like at chicken nunchucks. Oh, it I is somebody with it like it chicken is nugget chucks. Two separate things. Oh. oh, maybe it's a handful of bee larvae. <laughs> and they are autographed. Whoa. As well. it's actually wow. Pretty cool. Small okay. pencils. This is getting cooler and cooler. <laughs> oh, Ben. I love you. All right. So we left off and you have all been summoned to testify in the trial of Mistress Dusklight. Testify. So you are in the courtroom. You are in the witness gallery. You see Dusklight. She is accompanied by her defense attorney, Delamar Gianvin, Gianvin, whatever. You recognize him from your first encounter with Paldrine when you went into her office to talk to her and he had nothing nice to say about you. In fact, he Boo. wanted you guys thrown out of town. Boo. So he's pretty scummy. You also see, and you guys guessed it pretty well, there is the Azarketi lawyer who actually summoned you and he is a man on his own. He has no team behind him. And we left off where the judge finally came into the courtroom and this is the honorable judge Kelnick who is a Kitsuni. Ah. So. Oh, okay. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. They still oh, show, sorry. They still make fox people. <laughs> yeah. They oh. still make. He's real foxy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're not in production anymore, but they're still circulating. <laughs> yeah. So as the judge enters the courtroom, he sits down. You may all be seated. So everybody sits down and we get into opening arguments. So the prosecution starts their opening statement. I'm just going to gloss over this because we don't need to get to the lawyer speak. We're not here for this. We're here for you guys. Quick so, question. Yes. Any of the lawyers that are talking uh, for the defense uh, on a scale from zero to touch range, like where are they? Uh, zero. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. So <laughs> that's like, closer than touch. They're like negative. That's touch self. Range. Negative. Touch. <laughs> All right. Cast it on yourself. <laughs> you can't see. It already is. <laughs> I had two of these. <laughs> I great. critically failed on purpose. <laughs> Because I'm great like that. So the prosecution starts off uh, focusing on the working conditions discovered at the circus. Um, And like, you know, that sort of how she's known for this sort of thing with the branding and the blackmail and all sorts of things. You get the idea that perhaps there have been other witnesses who were in Dusklight's employee who are not part of your current circus. And you did hmm. see all of that kind of stuff when you helped raid the circus and free all of them. Delamar, however, for the defense, focuses on the positive economic impact that Mistress Dusklight's circus had on the economy of Escadar, where she employed, you know, several dozen people. A lot of the guards and the barkers lived locally in Escadar. She you know, paid taxes. She actually did pay taxes 
on time and regularly. She paid the city for the use of her plot of land. So she did have a positive economic impact. And for this group of witnesses in particular, he brings up the fact that you used deadly force when you went in to apprehend Mistress Dusklight. So he says that none of you are credible witnesses. None of you should be taken seriously because you killed one of Escadar's own um, constables during your extraction of Mistress Dusklight from her circus. Well, he's saying that. I just hold up the the sticker of the the deputy badge. It's I didn't like very get back. wrinkled and faded. Yeah, because <laughs> I had to take it off to like hide it, but I just hold it up without saying anything. Just making the point to myself mostly. Yeah. Is there a way to, to make a motion of action or something for them to actually check the records on whether Mr. Stusklay actually paid that and whether that wasn't money laundered and whether those what? books are accurate? I know for a fact that she paid on time at least while I was working with her. Well, you haven't been working with her for what? How long? A little while. Right. There could be a little while where she wasn't paying it. Maybe. This isn't the time where you guys get to talk. Oh. Yeah. We're whispering to each other. Yeah. Order in the court. Thank you, Judge. <laughs> the Kitsune looks down its thin nose at the witness gallery and says, we may proceed. Prosecution explains how they will call you each to the stand to testify on behalf of, you know, the prosecution themselves. The way that we are going to do this is, as each of you testify, you can obviously give like the actual narrative of what you want to say. Ultimately, your success will be based on DC 24 performance um, of either. I guess I'll allow performance. Yeah. Performance, um, society, deception, whatever skill you feel like would work best for this. And then depending on how you do, that will depend on how well you make the case. Mm. So the judge, uh, sorry, the prosecution is going to actually call Paul Dreen first because she is kind of the reason why you are all here since you were essentially like hired by her to get Dusklight in the first place. So Paul Dream takes the stand. So if you are at home, you can see this awesome map on Foundry. Activate it. It's activated. Yeah, that's what I said too. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't um, It's very cool. Dan made it. He did a great job. Good job. Sort of. I found one and then edited it to make it less fancy. So we are going to have Paul Dreen. I'm going to call that table in the middle. That's going to be the witness stand because mm -hmm. that's what I feel like doing. That makes that's sense. That's what it actually is. That's what I was imagining. Yeah. Heck yeah. Way to go. You have a good imagination. Thanks. I like it. So the prosecution starts questioning Paul Dreen and they just first ask, you know, could you please, you know, introduce yourself to the court, state your your name, blah, blah, Paldrine explains, yada, yada, that whole thing. We don't need to re rehash that. But Paldrine essentially says, I hired these people who are with the Circus of Wayward Wonders as helpers of the city of Escadar since our budget for city security has been slashed in recent elections. We could not hire enough guards to be able to secure the safety of Mistress Dusklight's circus, nor could we guarantee her apprehension alive. And so I hired these uh, gentlemen, as you may say. And Brannon. To work on behalf of the city of Escadar. I gave them full clearance as deputies to bring in Dusklight 
with or without the use of deadly force, they were allowed to do that. They were deputized. They had badges and papers. So they were working on behalf of the entirety of Escadar. So she explains all that. Blah, 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 blah. And she has finished her testament, testimony. She explains the connections that you found between Dusklight and Moonstone Hall with the Zolgaths and the demons and the sacrifices. She's killed countless people, let alone her crimes in her own circus, but she's killed countless people in an effort to summon demons for whatever reason. And she's ultimately just made Escadar a much less safe place because of her involvement in those unsavory activities. So Pauldrine narrates all that. There aren't a lot of objections that the defense can make because all of it is true. She's got the list that you guys brought to her in the letter. So it's some some good solid evidence that Pauldrine has to give to the court. So knock out. Yeah. So she is um, excused so she can go back to the witness box. And case closed. The next person to be called is going to be Curva. Oh. Call to the witness stand. My turn. Is Curva in touch range? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my um, formal law attire. Ooh. Oh, I should have brought a wig. It's the same pants? shorts I always wear. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be pants, but then you got I just taller. flex less because that's considered witness intimidation. Awesome. All right, please, for the court, state your name, sir. Uh, Carva, my lord. Carva's very clearly uncomfortable. (laughs) Thank you, Carva. As it should be. Yes, very uncomfortable. (laughs) Could you please, for the court, give us your testimony of the working and living conditions at the Celestial Menagerie under the ownership of one Mistress Dusklight? Oh, happy to do so. Well, as a sea pig, uh, you know, mostly I'm interested in uh, maintenance and keeping things clean. Uh, and I got to tell you, very few problems with Mistress Dusselite Circus, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's certain things that I wouldn't have chained up or kidnapped or summoned. But hey, that suggestion box he really knows how to read them. I suggested a difference of the layout. Let me walk you through the layout. Uh, and I start pantomiming <laughs> kind of the ways in which the attractions were laid out and why it was so odious to try to clean around it. And she took those those lessons to heart. And darn if it wasn't easy to find my way around with a mop once I got back there. All right. So in your opinion, did Mistress Dusklight treat her employees unfairly while you were employed with her? Did you feel like you were in any way endangered or abused? Hmm. Well, no. All right. No notes. <laughs> All right. I, de- I declined to try to make an argument because I do not have a diplomacy skill, a okay. deception skill a society skill, or anything else that's relevant. Oh, no! (laughs) That's all right. 
Um, so the prosecution, thanks you for your time. The defense rises to come and talk to you. Oh. And Delamar says, so, Curva. Yes, did, sir. Did you ever see Mistress Dusklight summon a demon? No. Did you ever see Mistress Dusklight commit an act of sacrifice? No. Did this you? Is fun. <laughs> did you ever see Mistress Dusklight commit any illegal act at all? Hmm. Whose law? The law of the land. Oh, I hate that law. <laughs> <laughs> So confusing. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, seems to me that the law of the land is you follow whoever the leader is, and she's the leader of her own circus. So, unless she doesn't keep her own counsel, I gotta say that's all above board. Excellent. And last question: Would you mm -hmm. recommend people go and observe and enjoy? the darling circus that is the Celestial Menagerie. Oh, I never watched the acts myself. Too busy. Too busy on the job. Mm. But oh. I hear nice things. I'm sorry, I do have one final question. Can you please <clears throat> uh, tell the court what happened to Constable Derricus? Fat Derricus or Skinny Derricus? <laughs> <laughs> to his friends, he was known as Fat Derricus Stollett. Oh, okay. Ah, he was murdered to death. <laughs> and was it Mistress Dusklight who murdered him? Oh, no, that was us. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yep. <laughs> he, put up, he put up a tussle. <clears throat> he, was, he, was a, he was a wiry one. Thank you so much ah, for your time, Kurt. You're welcome. I'm glad I went first. <laughs> now all the pressure's off. <laughs> oh, ju judge, can I can I sidebar for a moment? Unconventional, but I'll allow it. Okay, I, I walk up sheepishly and I say, "All right, listen, I just ne I, the the your gavel's looking a little grimy. I never get to use this brush. It would mean a lot to me if you just kind of let me do my thing, and then I'll go sit down." Can this wait till a recess? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your testimony. Yep, no problem. Beautiful. Ah, I think that went well. Mud is at the side with his like hands and his fingers on his temples, just being like, why out of all the people that could have been called first? <laughs> <laughs> why did it have to be Why careful? was it curvy? He said exactly what I thought he was gonna. Yep. <laughs> yep. Mud, I didn't realize you were wearing the red makeup again. No, that's I'm I'm just very warm right now. He's gonna make the test. Okay. Grover, make a test. Oh, for what? To see how your testimony went. <laughs> what am I testing on? Yeah, I think I think he was specifically not testing right. on yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's just yeah. if it's diplomacy, society, or any of the other ones, I think it's just a flat twenty. <laughs> like a, just a, fair. If it's anything charisma based. You it's just whatever right? my die is. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, let's just see it. Three. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Is that total? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Woof. It does make sense that that testimony would help 
the defense gain their influence points. So mm. that does that make is true. sense. The only skill I have zero in is intimidation. No breathing. <laughs> I also have a zero in that. What? Society, occultism, crafting, arcana. Look, what if else? you wanted me to punch the other team, I could do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. We've been really easy. There's no skills based off of my negative constitution. So. Phew. <laughs> really weird. I have an, uh, as, uh, a zero in every skill that's based on intelligence. That's strange. Huh. I wonder why. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. The court die. calls Zeresk to the witness stand. Oh, God. Oh. This is, uh. <laughs> what a, it's one two punch against us. <laughs> I'm literally rolling a d6, and I rolled a three. One, two, three. Right? And then I just rolled a one. So, Brandon, we're going to jail. <laughs> but we're not on trial here. I, I listen. If we, I just, if we are, it's not today. They have to do oh. a separate trial for us. Yeah, Mon, we, you're way too pretty for jail. You're I, not going to survive. Trust me, I tell myself that in the broken mirror that you punch through in my cabin <laughs> literally every single day. <laughs> Please say your name for the court. Would do. My name is Zeresko Shanyaskask. Thank you for joining, Mr. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> Could you please, in your own words, describe to us your encounter with Mistress Justlight's celestial menagerie? Uh, the other day? Yes. Uh, so we attempted to enter, and we were met by two ruffians who would not let us in. So I believe we cut down one, and the other one fled. <laughs> Great so sir. we forced our way in. Okay. As we were there to uh, uh, survey summons... Mm. to Mistress Dusklight. Okay. And while you were in the circus, what kinds of living conditions and treatment of workers did you witness while you were there? Uh, we saw many a worker that were uh, behind bars, oh. uh, including a manticore, which the bars were rusted and broken. Would you like a deception check now? Yes, please. Um, that's a nine. Uh, 26. Okay. Um, shabby, shabby housing conditions. Okay, yep. For a, a dangerous, horrendous creature. Indeed. And I look back at Mud. He's okay. <clears throat> we also found a Azarketi. And I will do my unknowing, intimidating glance to the lawyer. <laughs> and intimidate them on accident. <laughs> Are you trying to intimidate the prosecution? With a 19. <laughs> Who's also an Azarketi? <laughs> He's like, who's also on our side? That's what he said <laughs> accidentally. Just, yeah. Brandon, we're going to die. We're going to go to jail and we're going to be killed. This is our gamble again. Hey. <laughs> What'd you say? What's <laughs> talking to me? He's going to hit the gamble again. Um, <laughs> as our Keddy was left at the bottom of a pit where the sun at noon was able to hit them with no water. Mm. There was also, and I'll pull the strange alien creature out of my bag. <gasps> Shmooshim. This wonderful shmooshim creature that was left in a cage with no food or water. <laughs> there were multiple other people who were locked up as well. That that smells like the alley behind a pub. But it's so adorable. It is cute. <laughs> it is cute. Let's smooch him back in the bag. A cage of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a flexible cage, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's a cage without bars. Oh, yeah, I will close it and lock it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
many uh, workers behind bars, poor living conditions, rusty bars for a dangerous animal. Okay. There was a dryad as well. A dryad? Correct. Tell me about this dryad. I don't know. We let it out and it fled out of the city. Okay. So while you were there with your court summons to bring Mistress Dusklagen in by whatever means necessary. Correct. By uh, Peldrine's own orders. So you were within the law. Yes. You saw many things. You helped to liberate these workers. Yes, they actually work for us now and are very happy with their living conditions. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. When you went to serve these summons to Mistress Dusklight, yes. please explain to the court what happened then. There was a uh, uh, a, a building and inside of it were many trials that we had to prevail over. There were creatures that attempted to kill us there was also um, paint buckets that were flown, flung at us oh. um, in lethal ways, and we cut down all of the opposition without question of their motives <laughs> as they were attempting to kill deputies of the law. One could argue you did it in self-defense, yes? Oh, as immediately when we entered, they tried to kill us. Excellent. Sidebar. If you're not a patron and you don't have the video, you have to watch this video. <laughs> Just for Tim's reactions during these. Tim is losing his mind right now. Just for Mud's mental breakdown. Oh, no. You need the video of Mud's mental breakdown. I like to think that Mr. Brennan is like putting a putting a comforting hand on Mud's shoulder as he's just trying to console it's making him. it worse. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> tiny right hand. There, there. Tiny, like claws. Oh my god. So when you finally did get to Mistress Dusklight's yes. chambers. So yes. Her chambers, yes. Yes. What happened then? There was a gentleman that she was uh having relations with. While you were there? As far as I'm aware. Oh yes. my gosh. You walked in on that? No, I believe oh. we opened the door and their breeches were on at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> he was a as you would say, um, angel touched. Oh. Um, an S, an SMR. Um, he he was uh, also very bewitched under her evil, horrendous spell. Mm. And did this gentleman fight you? Uh, for a moment, until we convinced him that she was evil. And now, what did you tell him to convince him of this? We provided proof of her deception for the entire town, such mm -hmm. as uh, the. Um, deep mouth insurrection in mm. the Moonstone Hall, as well as the horrendous things that were happening at her own circus. You hear like a low growl come from Mistress Dusklight as you say that. Like how cats do that sometimes. I will also stare at her and smile with my teeth and intimidate her with a glare on accident and do very poorly with a 16. No, she's not afraid of you. Is Mr. Stusklight growling in touch range? <laughs> so close. Ah, not. She is within touch range of her attorney. Okay. Oh, yep. well, that is a thing she can be in. Yeah. So, prosecution, thanks you for your testimony, sits down, defense gets up and says, so tell us about the room just before Mr. Stusklight's With chambers. Derek. With former Constable 
Derek is stolid. Ah, Derek was attempting to leave, and then uh, I believe there was an exchange <laughs> of words. Um, and then he attacked us. Interesting. And um, why is it that he is not here to be able to provide testimony for us? Oh, we killed him. Mm, and then what happened to his body afterwards? I don't remember. Mm. I will use a deception here. Uh, 29. All right. Truth, that's the truth. You don't remember. I don't remember. He has to tell this. This is his testimony, not yours. He's perjuring himself. You're not. He's, he hasn't purged anything in a long time. He actually is holding food down very well. I will take a gavel out of my bag. How <laughs> 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 <I'll> dare you? <laughs> is that gavel even cleaned? No, it is not. <gasps> Curva has never seen this gavel before. before, 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 before. <laughs> So as you say that you don't remember what happened, anyone who's watching uh, the prosecution attorney, his gills like flare a little bit at that because he knows what happened, but that wasn't going to be part of his line of questioning because duh. But prove it, dickhead. <laughs> flaring, flaring gills. I was too worried about the life of our fantastical and perfect leader, Lord Mud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How noble yes. of you. He tried to kill us. Did I mention that? Not mud, Derek. Oh. Pretty sure he did kill you for a moment. Really? I'm also going to glare at Brennan with an intimidation <laughs> check. I got a 19. He managed <laughs> to do damage to you, a seven yeah. foot tall monstrous creature. Yes, he mm. was a constable. Isn't that what you hire them for? Interesting. To be physically able to... Would you like to see my abilities? I would like for you to show the court your claws, please. Absolutely. <laughs> and your teeth. Excellent. I, don't worry, I, I cleaned them while he slept. <laughs> hangs his head really method. low oh, during that no. line of questioning. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so now it is time for Zeresk to make that DC 24 check. However, I do not use DC 24. <laughs> I do not oh, use my, my claws or my teeth. I use my saber and I'll pull out my magical giant saber. <laughs> Unless it was checked at the door and I no longer have the weapons. I feel here. like they would take your weapons. Your murder weapon's all wrong. I actually killed them with this. <laughs> <laughs> you bunch of idiots. <laughs> so, yes. Go ahead. Oh, uh, deception. I would, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how about a 34? Okay. I rolled my deception modifier of a 17. Beautiful. <laughs> Pretty good. And you got what? A 34. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's 10 or above or more than 10? 10 or above. Yeah. That sounds like a crit to me. That's a crit. <laughs> crit That'll nicely cancel not. out my crit failure. Yep. yep we're all crit the lied about not knowing how he died or whatever it was. <laughs> I didn't say I don't know. I said I don't remember. <laughs> Until you said exactly what you did it with <laughs> and then showed everybody. <laughs> no, he said after I find he it very easy to believe he doesn't remember a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Also, he was also sleeping during it. <laughs> through a lot of it, actually. All right, so. Am I am I free to go? Zeresk, you may return. Am I a free man? Are you detaining me? Right now. <laughs> am I being detained? <laughs> Not yet. 
Oh, wonderful. Okay. If there's anyone to detain, it would be the Ahsoka. No. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> Next witness will be Mr. Brennan Nimblemind. <sighs> Your first name is Brennan. Yes. We've oh, gone over there. Oh, they said Mr. They said his first name. Mr. Brennan. Oh, so it's a like yeah. Mr. Brennan Nimblebun or something like that. <laughs> Nimblemind? Nimblemind. <laughs> Uh, so brain. Come I'm, up and I'm I gonna, have like a big I'm piece of gauze. I'm going to put my hand on Mr. Brennan's shoulder before he <laughs> goes off. And I'm like, oh, OK, Mr. Brennan, right. just pretend you're just pretend you're a uh, doctor in one of us. You got this. Um, okay. I cast guidance. OK. And Mr. Brennan. Wow. Wow. What? Unprecedented. <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened before. You know, I'll deny it if you bring it up. <laughs> Only took 102 episodes. Can I 102. Mud gets a hero point. <laughs> <laughs> Unprecedented. Can I can I perception this to see if it happens? Yeah. Uh 24. So I've, well, so this would be a, a me making a stealth check, right? Against your perception, yeah. DC? It, yeah. Yeah. You know what my stealth is? Can't wait to hear. I actually rolled really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my stealth is a five. <laughs> that would be so a 23 weird. against your perception DC. Which is a 23. Ow! So I think it has to meter beat. Meter beat. So you, did, you yep. did it. Good job. What does it look like when you stealth guidance? Oh, it's me. So uh, here, here's here's why it's stealthed. <laughs> is because uh, after Curva's uh, testimony and then Zeresk's, Incredible testimony right after it. It looks like I'm vomiting in my mouth. <laughs> okay. That's actually just me casting guidance on Mr. Brennan. I, okay. I guess him casting guidance really underlines how desperate the situation seems. <laughs> that's, that's the perfect order. That's so bad for us. Uh, so Brennan goes up there and he's got like a, a big piece of gauze from his medical bag and he's just like nervously wringing it in his little paws. All right, hang on. Let's hear what Hero Point Mud got. <laughs> Misdirected attack. Uh, play after a foe critically fails and a melee strike against you. Unfortunately, that would mean they'd have to be in touch range. <laughs> <laughs> that foe rerolls the attack, targeting one of its allies within reach, oh. which means they would have to be in touch range, touch range. of their ally as well. Gotta get that it's touch range. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> I like the notion that Mud is so unfamiliar with hand-to-hand -hand combat that the notion of touch range is like a world-shattering concept. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like he read the spell and he's like, oh, I can just cast it whenever I can touch anything. <laughs> and I like have we have to like break it down. No, you actually have to be right next to them. How <laughs> do never, you mean? I've never taken an actual class feat. By the way, um, the first one you can do is just reach spell, where it's like, ah, oh, you can just you can spend an extra action and then it's over there. I was like, I'm, I'm never going to cast touch spells. Why would I ever use that? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. All right, Brennan. <laughs> so prosecution starts. Yes. Welcome, Mr. Nimblemind. Hello, Thank Mr. Brennan. Thank you for joining us yes. today. Uh, would you please state your former business with Mistress Dusklight. Uh, I uh, was in charge of, uh, we call the books, yeah, math, mostly, of money coming in and going out and, and payroll and uh, taxes and things. Now, Mr. Brennan, during your employee with Mistress Dusklight, did you ever feel that your uh, physical safety was in danger? Yes. 
And what types of things did you feel endangered by? Uh, Mr. Stesslight, mostly. In what way? She threatened to eat me regularly. Surely that's hyperbole. No, like she said she wanted to gobble me up. Most days. And not as like grandmother wants to gobble up her grandchildren. Uh, no. Let's like, all oh, gobble you up. I mean, sometimes that would happen in the sewers in Absalom, where I'm from, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's super dark, dude. <laughs> Too much detail. <laughs> You're supposed to be telling the truth, Mr. Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so you felt endangered by Mistress Dusklight herself. Yes. Could you also please describe some of the living conditions, either from your time living there or from your time when you were trying to serve Mistress Dusklight her appearance papers? I'm sorry, I have to go back just a little bit. I have to tell the truth. I, I'm not from the sewers of Absalom. Okay. What? Oh, oh, okay. That's fine. Could I've heard stories. Could you answer the question? Uh, what was it again? Could you describe the living conditions at the circus? Oh, uh, mine personally were not bad, uh, but what we saw You're welcome. The, the other day, last week, was um, not not good. Could you please be more descriptive of not good? Uh, most people that we saw were in cages, uh, especially this glorious unicorn that should not have been in a cage. He just wanted to fly free and wave his mane around and he was in a cage, he couldn't even open his wings. That sounds awful. Now you seem to be a medical professional, yes? I'm a medic, right? Necessity. Did anyone who you encountered seem to need any kind of medical attention that they were not getting? Yes. Could you describe that? I think, I don't actually don't, Oh, uh, the the uh, your a fellow uh, Ezerketty that um, my friend Zarest mentioned before needed some assistance. He had been without water for a long time, which I know your people need to be submerged in water once every 24 hours. And he was uh, very near death from that. So we got him into a trough of water for the mammoth because there's only thing around to save his life. You put him in the trough for the mammoth? Yes. Interesting. Or maybe Kerva brought it over and dumped it on him. We, we used the trough somehow to save the Ezerketty's life. To rehydrate him. Yes. Did you notice on this gentleman or any of the other people within Mistress, Mistress Dusklight's employ, did she force any kind of augmentation onto them or any kind of like physical changes. Yes, yes, there was one. They, she put uh, surgically added on like wings or something to somebody. I, his name escapes me. It was after my time there. I would have had much cleaner sutures, but uh, humble brag. It was <laughs> seriously. <laughs> we did also meet a Noel who didn't want to be there, but he didn't seem in bad shape. He was making toys. Okay. Great addition. <laughs> Stellar. Stellar. The truth. Um, I would like to at this point stand up and say, Your Honor, I hate to do this to a fellow circus member, but this man has lied to us since the moment he's known us. And. Zeresk, sit your ass back down. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. He gets his gavel. Sit down. Okay. Oh, and there was a wonderful uh, young mammoth named Gigi 
who is a, a friend of mine that was emaciated and wasn't given enough food expressly by Dusklight's orders. And why would Dusklight order the mammoth not to be fed properly? To, uh, so they could use food as motivation for tricks. Mm. Which is heinous. And in our circus, Gigi's getting plenty of food. So Gigi works for you now? Yes. Okay. With her trainer, Evora, too, I guess. Now, when you went to apprehend Dusklight, mm. did she, how did she act? Uh, she was quite incensed. Did she lash out at you? Irrationally. <laughs> Sorry. Did you feel like you were being threatened physically when she was lashing out irrationally? Uh... Not so much at first because I, I cast a spell on Zares or Curva and made him gigantic in size, and she focused mostly on him and others, and then he would throw her across the room. Wonderful, thank ah. you, Mr. Brennan. Just one last question: Yes, do please describe in detail for the court what you saw of Mistress Dusklight's involvement in the demon summoning sacrifices in the Moonstone Hall. Oh, we found number, numerous uh, notes thing penned by her hand uh, uh, to uh, Zolgas from the Darklands. There was even a hole down there to the Darklands. Uh, she was working with them and bringing them sacrifices to create these demons like a horrible frack that almost killed us all. And Babaos? Seems terrifying. Yes. One last, I'm sorry, one last question. Yes. In your opinion, huh. Do you think the city of Eskadar would be safe if Mistress Dusklight were released back onto the streets? No, absolutely. We wouldn't be safe. That's for sure. The city, probably not. I don't want Thank her to gobble me up. Thank you. So, prosecution uh, is done with you. Defense, though. Uh, Mr. Brennan Nimblebun. Nimblemind? Mm. Indeed. <laughs> Mumble mouth. <laughs> So, as a medic, yeah. could you please describe the extent of Derekus Stalit's injuries after you and your friends murdered him in cold blood? Uh, they were certainly fatal, yes. <laughs> Most of his internal <laughs> organs were removed <laughs> and consumed. And who? One actually throws up in his mouth at this point. <laughs> I have to tell the truth. And consumed. <laughs> And who, pray tell, consumed Derekus Stalit's internal organs? Uh, that would be Zeresk <laughs> mm, The very same who could not remember what happened to Derekus Stalit. Objection, that is a lie. He is a liar. He was very upset in the moment, and I think he may have kind of blacked out when he did it. Interesting. So then he fortified himself before he attacked my client, Brutally and savagely. That is also untrue. He was skinny and awful and tasted terrible. Rask, you need to sit down. <laughs> they will jail you. I'm pretty sure he didn't do it before. for sustenance. Hi. Oh, okay. <laughs> but as a, a yeah, keep it on it, man. Display yeah. of oh, dominance. You're fine. Yeah, keep it on it. Mm. Dominance, right? To display over my poor defenseless client here, and at that. She's far from defensive. Dusklight, like, she does this, like, actress thing where, like, her shoulders stoop and she, like, kind of, like, goes, like, folds in on herself a little bit to look, like, smaller and more demure and she, like, wipes a tear from her cheek. Why would she be crying? Things are not going well for us. Actually, Mud, when she looks like that, she's kind of cute and I want to pet her head. Yeah. I, I don't she's disagree, adorable. Man. <laughs> she's adorable. 
she's definitely playing up the sympathy card. So you break into my client's place of business where you were expressly told you were not welcome. Uh, technically, we uh, had the law on our side as deputies. And I hold up my little <laughs> sticker. Mm, as deputies. <laughs> we were allowed. Indeed. Hmm. We didn't break anything to get in other than the guards, but no property. And pray tell, <laughs> what was the price tag that the city of Escadar paid for you to go on this rampage bloodbath killing spree? Uh, I want to say it was like 300 gold. 300 gold of the taxpayers' dollars. Wait, you guys got paid? I, Wait, I, I don't remember. Didn't she pay us for it? Yeah, she gave you a sack of 300 gold. Oh, I remembered. Ha! Nice job, Mr. Brennan. Brennan would absolutely remember that amount. Dan wasn't you see, sure. You see that mud? Down to the penny. <laughs> I I don't disagree. Not bad. <sighs> and I, our services, yes. And I wonder where that money was earmarked from. I assume from the sheriff's department uh, discretionary account. That was a hypothetical <laughs> rhetorical question. Oh, no, I'm sorry I don't read social cues very well. And it also went straight to our circus as well, Brennan, if you want to bring that up. Oh, too. yes. We bought bleachers. Yep, marked on your acquisitions. Mm, oh, and your fancy little sponges. I'll tell you about later. Blood money. You refortified your circus. <laughs> I think yes, you business. are all only here to drive out the competition so that your circus can reign supreme. Oh, not only, no. We're also trying to restore the ant towers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't keep it in with two <laughs> that our only reason? This is the funniest that Mr. Brennan has ever been. Yes. Had I been drinking when you said that? That would have been a story. That, 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 that would have been probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. Brennan. Yes. No more questions. Oh, very good. Thank you. Roll the die. Oh, right. Uh, With guidance. I'm going to go diplomacy because he was telling the truth. Okay. <sighs> Even when it wasn't necessary. I got a plus 11. Sounds like a plus 12. I, I plus 10, but oh, guidance gotcha. is 11, making a 22. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's a failure. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're two for one. Are we? <laughs> is that the score? I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's one for two. I don't remember how they're supposed to go. Uh, it all goes down to mud. <laughs> mud. The court... Calls mud. Oh, I thought it was going to be Cubby at this time. Mud. He said he left Cubby behind. And Cubby didn't no, get Cubby's summoned. Here. Oh, Cubby's okay. here. He said he had testimony. I give, uh, oh, I give right. Mr. Brennan a little damp cloth for his for his sweaty brow. Oh, thank you. I, nicely done, Mr. Brennan. I don't know how well that went. Oh. Brennan, you didn't do worse than I expected. You commanded thank the scene. You. You're welcome. You 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 <laughs> cast a shadow at least five feet long. That's almost be late. <laughs> or early. <laughs> All right, Isha Pravati uh, welcomes you to the stand. Please, sir, state your name for the court. Uh, my my legal name? Yes, please. Oh, they let me do that. Uh, my legal name is Brendan Nimblemind. You didn't ask me. <laughs> Order in the court. Uh, my my name is. Uh, Master Evandriel Valor Lightsong Jr. What does that sound like Bartholomew at all? No. Evandriel and Bartholomew are pretty close, but... Yeah. Yeah. But 
Would you prefer the court to call you Mud? Uh, that would be great, yes. Okay. That was too. Um, I would like to also state that this man is a liar. <laughs> Has lied to us from the start. I will have order in this going, court. I'm, I'm going to put that fake ass gavel somewhere you don't want it to be. <laughs> well, where's the court? In my defense, I forgot the name that I told you guys earlier. I never wrote it down. <laughs> Mud? No, the other one. Bartholomew or whatever. Bartholomew. Yeah. I thought that was a joke. Probably is. Who knows? Maybe this is a joke. I have, have no to idea. Make so many new Bibles of mud. What was it? Elevandriel. Second edition. Evandriel. Evandriel. Valor Lightsong Junior. Wow. Yeah. It's not the second. Huh. Technically, kind of. The Junior's always kind of a second. Right. But, but I mean, I think that's only when there is a third. Junior. Yeah. Proceed, liar. Ah. Could you please, for the court, state your business in Escadar? Yes. Um, so we were in the town of Aberton doing kind of a small town show for the Circus of the Wayward Wonders. Um, during our time in Aberton, we found out that there was a kind of a deep seat of corruption. Uh, and we delved into an Aeon Tower, which we found to be um, not active. There was a... Uh, What are they called? Oh, nuts. Zolgath. Zolgath there uh, that had been sent from Eskadar uh, to take over, seize, and try to break uh, the tower that was providing Aberton with its previous glory of a uh, farm and uh, virtue. Interesting. Our reason for coming to Eskadar was because we found communications uh, to the person trying to destroy the livelihood of the the people in Aberton, that they were based out of an area under Eskadar itself. So your motivation for coming to Eskadar was purely selfless. Oh, literally, yes. Yep. Just to help with this uh, Zolgath incursion, which we know was rooted in the Moonstone Hall. And when you found out about the Moonstone Hall, what did you and your group of circus folk do? Well, we came to Eskadar and we immediately went to the town hall to let them know that we what we had done what we had seen and what we had found and ask if there was perchance a, a way into the Moonstone Hall to be able to follow up on our investigation of uh, the Aaron Towers. And upon your entrance to the Moonstone Hall, what did you do? Well, uh, we were immediately attacked by uh, a number of different demons. Mm. Uh, uh, near fatally, we had to leave several times as uh, what had been summoned down there was egregious and, uh, if I may be honest, terrifying. Of the abyss. Now, during your time down there, did you find any connections between Mistress Dusklight and the involvement in those demons? Uh, several, actually. Not only were there a number of witnesses down there, uh, which are, were also demons, uh, said that they were working for her. We found uh, several notes written in her hand asking for supplies, and we found an entrance that she specifically uh, was using to be able to go down there and uh, create her uh, misdeeds as, as a whole. Mud. Don't forget about the masks, Mud. I, I, Mud. I, I'm not gonna respond <laughs> to Zeresk. Now, when when you and your circus left Aberton, Ow. how did the how did the townsfolk see you out? There was actually a parade 
as they had been downtrodden for some time, and we uh, kind of went out of our way. And uh, if, if I may be so so honest, uh, performing primarily non-circus duties mm. as uh, as a whole, uh, the majority of us are are, are heroes uh, by default, um, trying to provide and better the people in the areas around us. Wonderful. Now, you formerly were in the employ of Mistress Duskley, yes? I was. Yeah. Could you describe your time during her employ? Um, well, there's a, a, a lot of ways to describe it. I would not like to speak ill of Mistress Duskley, as she is someone that gave me a chance. But um, not only were her inefficiencies abundant, but her cruelty, honestly, is something that uh, is unmatched. Um... I've seen her threaten one of my very close friends, everyone says, Mr. Brennan, uh, on a very regular basis. I've seen her cage, beat, and threaten pretty much everyone that comes within touch range of her on a very regular basis. Not only that, but uh, she has threatened me uh, personally many times and forced uh, myself, and this is very delicate to say, um, she forced me to wear a shade of makeup that made me more presentable and looked unbruised as my physique is sickly as a whole, uh, mostly due to my employment there. And uh, I uh, was was forced to cover that up and I was forced to cover up uh, kind of her sins as a whole. Sorry to hear that. It was a very tough time. Now, during your employ and after, did you ever see any way in which Mistress Dusklight perhaps labeled people who worked for her or worked for her in order for others to know that they worked for the Celestial Menagerie? Yes. Um, she had a very particular method that is, it, it's very difficult for me to describe, but she would, she would heat up a hot iron and she would brand people. Most people that have tried to leave her employee were branded by her personally with her logo instilled in fire and metal upon their flesh. Barbaric. Barbaric. Can't you see this is hurting him? <laughs> okay, I'm making a grapple check on the Order in the court. <laughs> <laughs> I will throw you in the stocks, young man. Oh, I've I'm, been I'm just going to, I'm going to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> like a toddler who's acting up at a yeah. restaurant. Like, like we're a out of sack here. of potatoes over my shoulder. <laughs> we're going, we're out of here. Oh my goodness. All right. Mud, thank you so much for your testimony. Just a few more questions. I, I, I will do it. <laughs> First of all, when you were going to apprehend Mistress, Mistress Dusklight, did you feel like she was a danger to society, a danger to you and your friends? Not only did she have the free time and the malice to create several traps and games, almost, as if she took her apprehension lightly for us to go through, she taunted us the entire time. Mm. Do you feel like the city of Escadar would be safe if she were to be released? I don't think that anyone within miles of Mistress Dusklight could ever be considered safe. Now that's overdoing it. It might be a slight hyperbole. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. And Delamar stands up. So, mud. Mud. Of all the creatures who you 
liberated from Mistress Dusklight's celestial menagerie. P pray tell, what happened to the majority of them? Where are they working now? They always had a choice whether they wanted to be freed or whether they wanted to work for a real employer. Mm, and who was that real employer? And he uses air quotes. Real employer. Whoever they deemed fit enough to lead them. For example, the the magnificent uh, unicorn that Mr. Nimblebun mentioned previously. <laughs> Miss Dancer, where where did where did that creature go to become employed? Miss Dancer went to the first offer that they received to be unbound, unfettered, and uncaged, and what? to be employed by their own free will. With which circus? Um. Unfortunately, or maybe for their sake, fortunately, the only other circus around. Mm. Which is run by... The professor? <laughs> it's run by you. He works at the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Oh, that's true. I do currently operate the Circus of Wayward Wonders. What about Flynn the Fireboy? Mm. Flynn the Fireboy, also, if I can uh, denote this very clearly, um told us a testimony, and I'm sure he'll back this up when he is called to the stand as well, that he uh, was lit on fire daily. And where does he work now? Uh, the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Once again, the first employer that offered to not light him on fire every day against his will. Quinn the Toymaker. I don't know who that is. Where does he work now? The Knoll. Uh, oh, at uh, the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other Azarketty. Uh, the other Azarketty, I'm sorry, I define people by their names and not by their race. Could you be more specific, please? I actually don't know his name. Wow, that's weird, Derekus. <laughs> it's Delamar. It was that, that wet lad. Wet lad. I like that. Now I have to know. I feel like Kerva just has... It like Asha or something. His like forearm over my mouth and I'm just like... <laughs> Asha's bronze brother. Yeah, I've, I've got person. you, like, suspended in midair. <laughs> Not Oofy. even fighting. Oofy. Oofy the Azarketty. Oofy. Oh, yes, I remember Oofy. We found him in a hole in the ground, caged in, dried out. And Azarketty, I don't know if you knew this or not, um, if I recall, they have to be regularly submerged in water. His skin was, was dried and cracked, and he had been tattooed against his will to make it seem like he was more of a fish than he actually was. Because he is, or at least how I see him, and as the Circus of Wayward Wonders see him, um, a person. And where does he work now? He is um, currently a freelance um, individual that uh, is being 1099 via the Circus of Wayward Wonders. And what about the mammoth Gigi and her handler, Evora? Where do they currently work? They also... Um, Currently work for the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Interesting um, that so. It is. It is. It is uh, I believe, if I recall, um, Avora uh, had made it very clear that she um, was being discriminated against on a, on, a, on a very regular basis, and wanted to work for literally the first opportunity for anyone that wasn't a uh, terrorist. Interesting that so many people who formerly worked at the Celestial Menagerie 
nuffing themselves in your play. Almost it does seem like, like almost like a, a, a situation where anyone that had ever worked for the Celestial Menagerie would literally latch onto the first sign of employment that wasn't going to treat them not as people and wanted to pay them for their services instead of torturing them, branding them, and constantly threatening them with death. Interesting that you really increased your, your roster of performances after serving my client her papers, quote unquote. One last there, question. Actually, there is a failure that I need to be very honest about. Um, oh. There was a person that I wasn't able to recruit. There was a dryad um, who had been caged and bound against her will, kidnapped literally out of her home when um, interacting with this dryad, uh, they were terrified. In fact, that circuses existed as a whole, as their only experience with them had been through the Celestial Menagerie and Mistress Dusklight's abundance of cruelty. Um, upon freeing her, similar to anyone else, I always make sure that people have the availability to feel welcomed, valued, and wanted in their employ. Mm, yes, and yes, she yes. wanted to go back to her home and her family, which she had been robbed of. Wonderful. And as a circus operator, <laughs> just keeps going. by default, there was only one option to give. And that was to let them go back to their home. An option that everyone who has ever worked for the Circus of Wayward Wonders has been provided. So could you tell us um, briefly about that opportunity to let those go home of the individuals in Aberton whom you and your circus folk killed during your maniacal killing spree? Uh, I, would I, I believe that there was a halfling woman who was part of the hermitage. I believe that there was the entirety of the hermitage in which you cleared out and killed dozens of individuals. There yeah. was a... <laughs> Halfling, yes. I don't recall a very joyous person uh, constantly just frolicking in place. And uh, there was nothing I don't believe that uh, I or any of my employees did um, to have that tragic fate uh, happen to that particular mm. person. The bottom line is that wherever your circus goes, blood flops. 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 Blood flops. Blood follows. There's actually a, a gentleman uh, no that, more that questions. runs Thank the you. hermitage, owns it. And I think he would also testify that his home had been invaded and overrun by demonic cultists. And that the only people, uh, places and things that were removed from that hermitage were also demonic worshiping sacrificial peoples. The judge says... Thank you for your testimony, Mr. Mudd. Uh, there's more I'd like to say, if possible. Uh, no, that's good. You're super sure? Yep. Okay. Yep. Finally, we would like to call J.P. Phineas Coverton IV to the stand. <laughs> Doesn't Mudd have to give his uh, his role? Oh, yes, please. Make me a role. I would like to make a performance check. Okay. Uh, with the auditory traits. All right. And I would like you to figure out who is fascinated by this incredible role. Ooh. So that will be a 
what's 16 plus 18? 34. 34. Uh, by this, th- 35. That's, that's way better than a three. If they're both the rask, that's also fine. Or a 22. <laughs> <clears throat> that would be a critical success, yes. Mm-hmm. Cubby is it's fascinated. Sad. I don't think... I don't think you helped her case, Mud. <laughs> and Curva is fascinated. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I rolled a D8. So it goes. All right, so Cubby <laughs> takes a stand. He's like, well, hello. Go get him, Cubbers. <laughs> okay. And he's just kind of, he's real sheepish, right? Like, he's like looking down and he doesn't, and the, the prosecution comes over and it's like, hello. Hello, Mr. Cubberton. Oh, you can you just call me Cubby. We would love to call you Cubby. Such a good boy. Now, uh, Mr. Cubberton, uh, sorry, Cubby, were you ever in the employ of Mistress Dusklight? Uh, no, not not personally. (laughs) Could you please, for the court, tell us about your experiences in Mistress Dusklight's circus? Um. Yeah, you know, it was it was real great. I got to bite things, but they didn't smell real bad, like the Zolgas smell, because Zolgas smell really bad, but I have to bite them anyway, because like that's kind of my job, and then I trip them, and it's like, oh, oh. Uh, but there were all kinds of like great stuff to bite. I got to bite like a snake lady, and it was like really cool to trip her, because she was like, ah, and she was like part snake, and then there were these giants, too, and they were throwing these buckets of paint, and there was this little gnome lady, and Mr. Brennan really hated her, and I didn't understand why he really hated her, but he was like, oh, man, there's a gnome. We shouldn't save that gnome, and Mud was like, Mr. Brandon, you gotta calm down. And I was like, yeah, Mud, you tell him. <laughs> and then we found Mr. Schnookums, who Zeress showed you, and it was like, beep, and we were like, and I was like, that smells like Fulgrim, because it smells a lot like pee and like citrus and like a little bit like beer. So then we thought that people were just peeing in its cage, but I think that that's just what it smells like, but it won't let me bite it. I tried to bite it, but it won't let me bite it. And um, and then Mr. Brennan squeaks when you bite him. Well, when I ran into him, he squeaked, but I, I've never bit Mr. Brennan, but I bet that he would taste like weird like cedar shavings anyway so then we had to fight Derekus and he was all like trying to trick us and be like oh yeah look she's she's real bad she's I got her tied up in there blah blah but then we found out that Derekus was like working with her and it was like whoa and it was crazy I'm so hoping that they were gonna ask me about Derekus and then they didn't (laughs) oh my god thank god for Cubby And then, like, we had to fight Derekus because the uh, the other guy wasn't actually tied up. And, like, Derekus knew the guy's name. But, like, how do you know the guy's name if you're not friends with him? Like, duh. So we're not that stupid. We're, like, super smart because we're the Wayward Runners. And then we had to fight Mr. Zuske. And then Brennan put grease on the floor. And everybody was like, wait, 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 tripping. And, like, Curva was really big. And then her boyfriend was like, no, she's really good. And we were like, no, bro, she's really bad. And he was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So then, and then we knocked her out and we took her back here. And then we got paid and then we went home. And then we were like, hey, everybody. And then we had a circus. I'm going to start clapping. Yeah, same. Can I assume that Cubby is not staying in the witness chair while this is happening? He's He's, like scampering all over the place. He gets the zoomies while he's saying this. Total zoomies. (laughs) And he keeps like crouching down and like pouncing and like acting it all out. And like he's got like mad butt wiggles, man. They just let him do it because he's so cute. And like, you know, Cubby's going to cub, you know? He's a big (laughs) darling. Shirt. That's a shirt. <laughs> so like, like, yeah. Hey, hang on a second. And he like sits and like his ears perk up. It's like, you guys, you guys hear that? No. Can we make a perception test? Do you guys hear that? Yeah. Everybody make a perception check. Normally I wouldn't, but this is Cubby. 
Natural 20! Me too! Yeah! I rolled a five, so I got 22. You hear a medium-sized explosion, explosion coming from the witness exit hall, and the door bursts open, and you see three individuals burst into the courtroom. We're going to find out who they are next time. What? What? What do they look like? On episode 103. This one clown. Is it bounce bounce? <laughs> you need to keep it in check if that's bounce bounce. Is it bounce we bounce? are still in a court of law. I will eat him. I don't disagree. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? It, our Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol, Protocol vlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash The Professional Casual.